Hi everyone, Luke here. Uh, this is something a little bit different today. Over the weekend I hung out at Mr West and uh, hosted a live stream for them that featured Mr Banks and Range Brewing as well as one of the Mr West team. Thanks to Mr West for uh, inviting me down to to be part of that and um, I think you know maybe we'll do some more live streams in the in the future if they'll have me back. Um, as an, you know, they, it's designed to be an alternative to, you know, meet the brewer, tap takeover, uh, a, a bit of a way for people to engage with the the brewers uh, if they're you know they're not there one on one or they they can't make it down to the tasting. Uh, as far as I know, the beer that, that we're talking about um, participation award is still available at all the breweries, uh, both the breweries, sorry, and and Mr West. So uh, yeah, yeah, head on down, or you can buy it online. Uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone, and we'll chat soon. Looks all right at your end. Well, let's just go then. All right. Hopefully it's working. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hello. Good afternoon. We've got four people. My name's Luke Robertson. Uh, I do Ale of a Time uh, and other beer stuff. Mr. West have asked me down here to do some uh, live streaming, talking about hazies, mostly about hazies, IPAs. Uh, I'll get everyone to say their names just so everyone that's watching this has an idea of who's talking. Uh, Jack, we'll start with you. Jack, what's your name and what do you do? Uh, my name's Jack Roebuck, and I run the beer program here at Mr. West. Chris? Uh, my name's Chris Farmer, and I do Mr. Banks. <laughs> uh, my name's uh, Matt McIver, and i uh, one of the co-founders of Ranch Brewing in Brisbane. Welcome. Awesome. Um, now, we had a beer to start with, and I think I left mine. Is that that one over there, Caleb? Uh, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is Mr. West and because and, you're hosting a collab between these two breweries. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the approach to doing these sorts of events? Uh, in terms of tap takeovers and yeah. collaborations? Yeah. Uh, I think that we are very uh, like collaborative minded here at Mr. West. Like it's all about kind of pushing the industry and uh, kind of sharing ideas. Um, and so, yeah, we, we do quite a number of uh, collabs a year um, and yeah and then we I don't know it's all about just the discussion between the breweries and us and about what we think will work uh, together mm. and then yeah um, now the beer the first beer we're drinking isn't a collab uh, I think this is from you Chris uh, it's a range beer oh it's a range beer oh yep. what are we drinking uh, it's uh, IPA Simcoe Amarillo so nice. uh, hazy IPA um, dry hops pretty heavily with Simcoe and Amarillo what um, I range to I guess a range of different different IPAs. You don't even put the word hazy on them, as far as I know. Um, but you quite often just fix up, mix up the hops. Can you tell us a little bit about the approach? Yeah, um, we uh, we decided um, before we opened our brewery that we were, you know, we were going to keep things fresh and change things up often uh, without core beers and and getting locked into a you know a core recipe. We wanted to explore. Um, explore the world of beer and explore hops and, and different brewing techniques and we wanted to be, be able to evolve our styles um, to meet the season and and you know um, the, the the trends uh, in brewing I guess so yeah that's why we um, 
that's why we we change up um we don't we don't really like to put you know um hazy ipa or west coast ipa or new england ipa on our on our cans um it's just an ipa if you want to read about what kind it is it'll be on the back but yeah no no labels in terms of in terms of what's what's going on with the clarity it's usually probably going to be hazy though okay <laughs> if you do do something that's not hazy i know you've done a west coast or a couple of west coasts yep do you put west coast on it so i guess uh, do, do people expect to see the word not nothing if it's hazy and then something if it's not hazy uh no okay no it uh it, it's always on the back of the can like it, it this can says a, a hazy modern ipa or something along those lines and the west coast will say a traditional west coast ipa yeah um yeah Chris, you do a lot of hazies. Can yes. you tell me about your approach to, to labelling them? Because I think that's, I guess, what Matt was saying, that kind of avoids the, the discussion around what is hazy, what's New England. Yep. How do you approach that? Uh, so we don't really put hazy IPAs on a lot anymore these days. We did probably originally, um, and also New England IPA, but I think especially New England IPA comes with a lot of... <laughs> a lot of judgment depending on what it is um, so we do a similar thing really and just calling them IPAs these days uh, we do have a West Coast IPA in our core range that you could argue is not a West Coast IPA anyway it's not clear it's hazy it's <laughs> not overly bitter but um, so wh- why do you call it a West Coast IPA <laughs> do you want the honest answer yeah of course because um, we thought it would sell better and it did <laughs> to be honest so we so stuck with it West Coast sell better than Hazy? I think No, no West Coast <laughs> sell better than just IPA Yeah For us yep. On that beer um, The beer has obviously evolved and got better But um, Yeah, it's It's A West Coast Just <laughs> Really West Coast-ish Yeah, it's West Coast-ish Does, does anyone I think Jack, this is probably a good question for you in terms of you see a lot of people coming in asking for particular beers, asking for West Coast, asking for Hazy. What do people think a West Coast IPA is, do you think? Uh, I think West Coast IPA tends to be a little bit more bitter and a little bit drier. Um, I don't really, like, you obviously put West Coast on it, but I don't think many people come in asking for a West Coast. They see West Coast and they go for it because that's kind of in their head is... That's the idea of what they want is a little bit more bitter, a little bit more piney and resinous yep. um, rather than hazy. But I think, yeah, as uh, in terms of people putting names on things, uh, I, I find personally anyway that hazy in front of beers because it's a trend, trending thing at the moment, sells better than West Coast. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. people are coming in and saying, give me them hazies? Yeah. <laughs> you never get someone coming in saying, well, you do, but like very rarely you get give someone coming in, I want the, I want the brightest bitterest IPA it's like they'll either know what they're getting they'll grab it or they'll come in and say I just want a New England or I want a hazy yeah I got asked this the other day the difference between hazy and New England uh, and I don't really have an answer people seem to have answers that I don't really understand does anyone have an answer for that uh no (laughs) uh You've just been in the US, haven't you? I have. Uh, I was not in New England, though. Uh, uh, I was earlier in the year. Um, but oh, we've stuck away from uh, the term New England IPA, um, just overall in general, um, because I think it's a very misused term um, in the in the industry, um, just based off, like, you know, having, having beers, having had beers from New England and then having had beers that were referred to as New England IPA, but just totally missed the mark and so that's why we 
we stuck away from it. We didn't want to. We didn't want people saying, "Oh, that's not true to style," or you know, not knowing what true to style was. I think is the biggest problem. What um, was the biggest problem? So we stuck away from it, um, and that's why we started out just saying IPA, and it was kind of like there's a fair chance it's going to be hazy, and if it's not, it'll say it'll say it on the back. But in terms of the difference between hazy IPA and New England IPA, um, I don't know that there is a difference, or you know, New England IPA was never a style that was written in the BJCP or the, the American Beer Guidelines. It, it was IPAs that came from New England. Um, mm. uh, is my interpretation of it. So. Yeah. Vermont yeast, yeah, which is London, London yeast. Yeah, <laughs> to start with. Yeah. So, I, I, uh, sorry, just off mic. There, we've got Caleb from Mr. West. So, so you're suggesting Vermont yeast would, or that that style of yeast would make the difference between. Yeah. Cool. So if, if people didn't catch that, uh, yeast is the difference, Vermont style yeast and a little bit more bitterness in a hazy versus a New England. Yeah, that's. I think that's about what I've heard as well. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I agree. Okay, you yeah. also you didn't know and now you're nodding in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got another beer that's being waved in front of us. Uh, is this one of yours, Chris? It is. This one's yes. one of yours. Yeah, this is ours. Uh, this is Playground Insults. It's a, uh, a new one to double dry hopped. So we don't put ha- ha- hazy IPA on many, but we will do the DDH these days because that seems to work. Um, this is a colour. Like, uh, this is a colour. I don't know what to describe this colour as, but it's a colour. Uh, we it's like to call it. We actually like have recently have been calling it a house colour. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think our last cake eater was a similar colour, and we've done a couple of other IPAs that are similar in colour to that. So yeah, I, I really like that colour. It's just a super light Pilsner malt that we use in that. And, not a lot else. Oats, obviously, but yeah, not, not too much else going on in there. Um, to dry hop with Citra, Citra Cryo, and Vic Secret and Azaka. And what is Citra Cryo for people that might not know? Uh, so I know. Ba- basically, all the, the bad parts of Citra taken out and leaving all the good parts, pretty much. So it's a, it's a kind of a treated hop extract almost? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of done. It, it, it's a. Uh, it's, it's uh, hop flowers that have gone through a machine. I signed an NDA actually at Yakima the other day. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but <laughs> it goes through a machine that takes uh, all the excess like stem and leaf particles out of the hop flower and leaves predominantly only the lupulin like glands from the center of the hop that you're after. Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a um, cleaner hop. Pro- it's a lot stronger for, you know, for the uh, for the weight that it is, so five kilos of cryo is worth you know a lot more in a regular than a regular hot pellet. Hmm. Um, I've heard that they're somewhat good for stopping kind of the um, hop creep and all those sorts of things. Is that something you found, or is that why you're using them? So this one's actually the first time we've used citra cryo or any cryo, to be honest. Um, we didn't use it for the whole hop creep thing. Obviously, that's very real, but we haven't really had too much issues. We do give it sort of probably an extra three or four days I think on top of what some people will before we even think about crashing it anyway so um, that's not why we used it we used it purely to give it a try and and also to get a bit more yield out of the beer too because obviously you're throwing less in but getting more out of it and uh, it actually 
created a way more compact cone for us to be honest we, it was a lot better yield on this beer than we have on some of our previous can ones you, dry hop that can you heavy. explain I guess when you're dry hopping why you, you do you lose beer when you dry hop essentially is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah it just obviously sort of swells into it and takes up a slurry that just you know some of our beers get 35% loss on the whole thing because of yeast and hops so um, you, you lose 35% of the beer of the whole batch yeah distraction was a lot of loss yeah yeah that was a lot um, I think that was 40 something yeah percent yeah 40 something percent yeah so um, that surely isn't cost effective to make a beer like this uh, not really <laughs> why don't you just make a lager <laughs> yeah I wish um, <laughs> People don't like lagers, Luke. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I do, but yeah. Uh, it's, you say it's not cost effective, but I mean, people do. We price pretty much every one of our beers the same. Like, we don't make this amount of profit on one beer and this amount on another. Every single beer we do has just that. There, it might fluctuate a little bit here and there, like, but it's predominantly all around that same figure. So we just price it as accordingly and. So far, people have been, you know, happy to buy them. Hopefully that continues. So thank you, everyone. Um, um, cost is an interesting one um, because some of these beers are, are getting quite expensive from a yep. consumer's perspective. Jack, do people ever come in and go, what the hell? Why am I paying double the price for the you know, same ABV or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. But most of the people that come in for these kind of beers, they, they, know, they know the kind of costs that go into it and they're, they're happy to pay it because... They realise that, you know, I mean, what well, hops are like one of the most expensive ingredients in a beer. So if you're putting extra in, then it's always going to be more expensive. And I think that uh, uh, punters are very aware of what goes into making a beer now. People in the craft beer community and people that buy craft beer are very aware of what it takes to make these beers and the kind of businesses that are making it and the kind of passion that gets put into it, but also the quality of ingredients. So. For the most part, I think that people are understanding of where the cost is coming from. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they know and trust the brewers. So I guess, yeah, does brand matter from a behind-the-counter perspective? Uh, I think brand does matter. I think that, um, you know, there's certain breweries that people may not have heard of before where they, if it's, you know, some stuff we get in from the States, say, that's going for... $17 a can if people haven't had their beers before or if they're not hyped enough or if if there's not been enough talk about them on forums then they sometimes move you, you notice them moving slower than stuff like you know we say when we get King Suin from Toppling Goliath that flies out every time because yeah. people know and trust the brand uh, and people that didn't know the brand three months ago know it because people are posting on forums and sharing information about it and saying this is a very good IPA and so then people come in and yeah so sorry to interrupt guys a yeah. uh, little, little <laughs> off mic off mic conversation um, so just complimenting how good this beer yeah, is yeah it's, it's delicious <laughs> by the way yeah and so are both your beers packaged the ones that we've just had yes uh, cool oh yeah in cans yeah, yeah. Uh, yes cool so yours was Simcoe Amarillo IPA yep. and yours was called Playground Insults Playground Insults yeah. yeah both delicious so and I think people can watch this after the fact so yeah. Maybe we should shout out to people to go buy some tins and yeah. come back and watch this. Sure. Um, social media for these kinds of beers, people love sharing them, as, as Jack was saying. They, they, the brands build a bit of awareness, and I think both your brands 
have benefited from that. How important does that? How, I guess how important do you see that from the brewery perspective as you know uh, cultivating that social media presence? I think it's it's massively important. Um, we're we're quite lucky as craft brewers that there are a multitude of um, you know platforms, Facebook groups, Instagram pages that essentially do our marketing for us, um, which is lovely, and it allows us to spend you know the the money that we make off these beers on on you know b- building our breweries and and putting more cryo into our <laughs> into our DDH dippers. So do you um, use cryo by the way? Uh we yeah there's yeah there's cryo in the in the in the collab. Yeah cool. Um but yeah I, I think social media is is massive it's a massive part of of the the beer industry especially now um and from from our side and from like um punters sharing and and talking about the beers, it, it's it creates an awesome like awareness of what's going on. Awesome, Chris. Anything you want to add? Because you've done, I guess, the drop is pretty much your social media. Yeah, the drop was really good, um, and that was. Uh, we're really bad at marketing. Um, if anyone wants to help us out <laughs> for cheap, let me know. Um, but yeah, no, we're pretty bad at it, and social media is massive. It's the only thing that we really advertise on, so it's been huge for us. Um, and yeah, the drop was great. Everyone sort of got around it. We'll, we had planned on doing another one already, but we just haven't had the time. So. So, and so that was kind of, you had to sign up to your newsletter? Or yeah, so you had to sign. It was so, <laughs> it wasn't done the best way. So the next one will be done a lot better. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was too much back and forth. So next time it'll just be an online store and there'll be sites that you'll know about previously. Um, but yeah, it was like you find out on that week where you're going to get the beer and... You pay, you prepay and pre-order and thank God the candy machine worked that day. Um, <laughs> I've run around a nightmare, but yeah. No, it's, uh, social media is huge for us. Um, now I can see another beer coming our way. I'm going to put that one aside. Uh, so this is a collaboration between Mr. West, Range and Mr. Banks. It's a shame you aren't Mr. Range. That would have worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, how did this come about? Um, well, uh, I guess we've had a, um, a, a really good relationship with um, both uh, Mr. West and Mr. Banks for a little while now. Um, Mr. West have been absolutely unreal in supporting us um, since we opened. Caleb actually visited us before we opened when we were still building. Um, and Chris, uh, we got to talking to Chris about uh, canning line issues um, a little while back. So it was kind of cool that it, it worked out that Chris was Chris was up and the Mr. Mr. West boys were keen to um, come up and and uh, mill some grain and <laughs> participate in the brew day um, so yeah it, it was just a bit of fun and it, it was about um, yeah sharing ideas and 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 kind of cementing relationships I guess that we've had going for a little while and yeah it was awesome mm. um, so it was made at Mr. Banks is that right? No it was, uh, no, it was made at Range oh made at Range sorry I thought it was yeah, yeah right yeah, so, so you right. guys all went up for a little trip to Brizzy. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. fun? It was. Most of us were on time. <laughs> <laughs> Who wasn't on time? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Wait, so you had the shortest distance and you were... Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> yeah, I had a five-minute walk to work and I was... Uh, <laughs> um, so what is the beer? Is it a hazy IPA by any chance? Uh, it is a hazy IPA. Uh, <laughs> who'd have thunk it? Uh, yeah, it's an oat cream double IPA. Um, what does that mean in terms of oat and cream? explain that it's got a lot of oats and it's got lactose okay <laughs> yeah so um 
Yeah, a lot of oats, a couple of different uh, varieties, and then um, yeah, lactose, a de- decent lactose. Uh, it's our first non-fruited lactose IPA. We did a collab uh, with KCBC from New York earlier in the year, and that was a mango. But uh, this this has got a lot more lactose in it than that beer did. Yeah. Um, tell me about lactose. It's coming up in a lot of beers, and a lot of people might not know what it is. What uh, is it? Uh, well, it's a uh, it's been creeping into beers for a little while now. It's it, it's only just sort of started coming up, and I think Chris has probably um, made it the most prominent um, in Australia with the the Kikita series, um, which is an <laughs> uh, maybe Three Ravens would uh, take issue with that. <laughs> they, oh, really? they use okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, for, uh, okay. For us, uh, for us up up north, I guess that we, we've seen a lot of Kikita. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Everyone thinks we use lactose in every beer, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and how so many do you? I think you it's do? an ongoing joke. Do you just use use it in cake eater? Uh, cake eater, uh, so both of them, and then the Weezer juice that we used to do, that had it as well. But and then the parfaits. But apart from that, none. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's some of the like the stouts occasionally, yeah. but yeah. Because lactose was pretty common in stouts up until two years ago when. It just started getting used in IPAs, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's 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 good in in moderation, and you can't. I don't think you could. We we certainly in Queensland couldn't release lactose IPAs every week and expect people to enjoy the refreshment of like such a big body <laughs> beer in thirty five degree, one hundred and five percent humidity weather. Um, not exactly crisp. <laughs> no. Well, can um, you can you sort of give some background into the Queensland market then, because trying to sell these beers into the Queensland market that you're probably kind of known for is that hard you get people coming into the pub going this is ridiculous I can't drink this uh, not so much that it's ridiculous but <laughs> there, there, there is definitely uh, a high demand for sessionable beers uh, crisp lagers um, and sours actually um, which have really taken off for us which we didn't necessarily like foresee when we first opened we didn't realise that sour is going to be so big but I think um especially beers like this it's a time and a place beer and you know given the right time and you know the right time of day or whatever people are happy to happy to drink it um that was at midday for a lot of people yesterday um <laughs> which is a bit nuts but um so i don't think we got the past the lactose and oats um into the hops what's the hops uh, on this one this has got uh citra and cashmere cryo okay yeah cashmere cryo i didn't know they were doing that is that new um I don't know that it's. I don't. I don't think it's new. It's. It's the first time that we've used cashmere cryo. We've used cashmere um, a, a decent amount this year so far in a couple of IPAs, double IPAs, um, and pales. But um, it's the first time that we've properly really given cryo a go. So pretty happy with how it turned out. And yeah, yeah. What's the turnaround on a beer like this from brewing to? Um, we're sort of a bit like Chris, I guess. We we give our beers a little bit longer. We're not. We're not yet in in a real rush to to you know turn around our our beers, and we like to play it safe with beers like this that can you know it's a fine line um, on that timescale. So this I think um, it was pretty much right on uh, three three and a half weeks, four weeks. Um, you, you can do it quicker, but we just like to give it give it that little bit of time. And this this particular beer was actually packaged about a week and a half ago to get it down here in time, but. For us, that's pretty much spot on perfect. Um, two weeks in is is right on. So, 
how do you come up with uh, who or what ingredients you use in a collab or how is this decided on? Um, in general or for this beer? Uh, for this, uh, in general, I think. But, you know, if this beer is an example of. Don't uh, just say, I just did it and then they came along on the brew day. <laughs> or <laughs> no, you can just say that. No, that's, that, that's actually <laughs> not yeah. how it happened. I, I actually personally didn't, didn't, uh, didn't have too much to do with it. Um, Chris and Mitch, our head brewer, actually had a little correspondence and um, I spoke to the, the Mr. West boys and said, hey, what do you guys want to do? We're thinking um, big, hoppy and juicy. And they said, uh, we'd expect nothing less. Uh, <laughs> they said, we know a guy with lactose. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought it up. Um, yeah, so there was a little, there was a little conversation. Um, there was a little, I think everyone was pretty keen to use cryo. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty much like joint, joint decision. And then um, we used the cheat hop citra and then, uh, yeah, tried out some cashmere. Why is citra a cheat hop? Oh. <laughs> it's just so good. It's uh, for for this style of beer. It's it's kind of like a. It's 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 just so 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 good. I've heard it referred to as the auto tune of hops. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's that's what I was yeah trying to say. I think that's perfect. I don't know who coined that. I, I wish I remembered because it's a pretty pretty yeah, good, good. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Yeah. Shotgun calling a beer that. <laughs> Um, we don't. I don't think we said what this beer was called. What's it called? Uh, it's called Participation Award. Why? Uh, I, I think it was. Uh, we were sitting at, in the brewery on the brew day, and there was roughly like nine of us. <laughs> I don't know. There was four four of us from from range, three Mr. West and one Mr. Banks. So there was eight. And there was eight of us, and there was uh, one gal, uh, Ali. Um, who's who's a legend, and she pretty much r- did the whole brew day while we uh, ch- chatted shit and tried beers. Um, so, so why isn't she here in place of you? Yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, she's brewing. Okay. <laughs> so, someone has to do the actual work. <laughs> she's not. She's she's not. She's not. She's not. Um, uh, so we decided to call it participation award because it, it's kind of like a funny like play on you know a collab day is often um more about hanging out and and you know you do a token hop edition or you mill a bag of grain for an instagram photo and there's a funny photo actually that i have of like four people in a row uh instagramming one person like uh, mill a bag of grain so it, it's jack what did you do on this did you mill uh, some i grain? milled a bag of grain yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> caleb what did you do caleb you milled and a back Yeah, there was a few uh, that weren't quite PC that <laughs> didn't make the cut. Cream Team was one of them. Second Scoop was another one. <laughs> I don't know why that's not PC, but I'll look it up on Urban Dictionary later on. <laughs> no, Second Scoop, Second Scoop is fine. It was just okay. an, it was an inside joke that uh, we just didn't think anyone else would really find it as funny as we did at the time. Um, so this beer, let's do some plugging. This beer is available at Mr. West, online store and in shop. All right, yeah. You guys, uh, and you haven't, I haven't been paid to say this, but you guys do some sort of free, like, oh, not free, sorry, but cold ship. We service? do cold shipping. Yeah, we yeah. do cold shipping around the all around the country. Um, is that hard? Yes, but it's worth it. Uh, if we're bringing in beers like this, or if we're bringing, you know. We cold store everything from the moment it gets here. We only deal with cold chain logistics, basically. Uh, and there's no, not much point in buying all this beer and then sending it across to WA Hot uh, yep. or up to Queensland Hot 
um, and then sitting on a front porch. So yeah, we heat, we we send it cold. Um, so it's only available here, or is it going into the breweries? Uh, I think it's yeah, it's this, available. This yeah, this one. Yeah, it's at uh, all three venues. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cans and tap. Yep. Sorry, dog yeah, is yeah, waving to me. Three. Bye, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, anything we want to add before we wrap up? What didn't we talk about? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess you've been just in the US. What did you find? Uh, what did you like? I was on the West Coast, but um, I went... Uh, we. Um, brewed uh, with Modern Times which was awesome they make um, sensational uh, hazy beer um, some great double IPAs um, and I made it down to Monkish um, in South LA and they are phenomenal um, quite a small brewery you kind of you, you, you have to go to the brewery it's not available anywhere else but um, yeah the balance um, of hop flavour and you know hiding alcohol in, in, in 9% um, double IPAs is yeah did that change any... Like, did you taste anything and go, oh, I'm going to change our approach to making something? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was more just like, you know, let's, let's work to keep keep working the way that we're going and trying to, you know, get get to that level, I guess, which is, you know, pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you look to for inspiration, Chris? Um, some of the same, but also, you know, I mean, obviously other half and... Stuff like that. These guys and Mr. West put on an amazing thing. Was it this year? Earlier this year? Yeah. It was one of my better days of the year. So thank you guys. Um, <laughs> my bank balance thanks you. <laughs> um, but that day was incredible. I've never had their beer there. So um, that sort of, that day alone changed a lot of things for us, I think. Yeah. Um, and then. How do you mean? Like you tasted the beers and went, shit. Well, we'd already done sort of lactose IPAs and stuff like that before, but I don't, I don't think we were pushing the hopping rates. Well, no, not I don't think we weren't pushing the hopping rates anywhere near what they were doing. Um, and so trying that stuff and the cloud water stuff like that, I hadn't had a lot of them personally, and I pretty much just went home and went, "We're brewing one of these next week." Um, and we'd made hazy IPAs before, um, but hadn't mixed, you know, yeah, as I said, that volume of hops with lactose and stuff like that, and. It seemed to work quite well for us when we did it. The, the first two cake eaters that we've done have been pretty well received. Uh, we plan on doing a bunch more. We've got another one soon, so yeah. Who do you like, Jack? Yeah, uh, I think uh, I've been to, like, Other Half is fantastic. Cloudwater is fantastic. Um, I used to work in the, uh, in the UK, uh, and when I was over there, uh, Cloudwater were always top of the game. Um, I got to visit Other Half late last year and the beers were fantastic, but I kind of look to Aussie breweries like these guys in terms of when I'm looking for fresh IPAs, I try and look local rather than uh, import. So just for myself, I, I think uh, I like to support local industry um, and local breweries. Yeah. Before we wrap up, where do people find Mr. West if they want to go buy these beers? Uh, Mr. West is, uh, we're in Footscray uh, in West Melbourne. Um, we're about a two minute walk from the station it's about 20 minutes from the city it's not that far uh, and oh, our, our online shop as well mrwest.com.au uh, how about you guys where do people find you uh, Seaford it's a long way so it's about 
five minute walk from the station, maybe ten, but about an hour from the city. So <laughs> good luck um, down the brewery in Seaford, or you know, come to Mr. West and grab our beers. They generally get always got something of ours here. So yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, we're uh, in Newstead in Brisbane. That's uh, uh, five minutes to the station. 45 minutes to the airport Two and a half hours To Brisbane airport And then about 30 minutes from the airport uh, To Newstead So it's not that far um, yeah, yeah. We, we did it this morning And here we are So um, Yeah we're in Newstead Come and come and check us out It's a great little hub there There's a few other breweries around um, Come to the tap room Or yeah Like Chris said um, Mr. West have been great um, they've, they've bought a bunch of pallets Off us And, and had our beers on and, and in the fridges downstairs So Yeah Um Awesome. Well, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for joining in, joining us Thank you. on the first ever Mr. West stream.